Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast with your host James, as always. Here to give you guys more of the greatness, and we are going to have an exciting episode today. Really, really excited to be back. Um, you guys already know, like, it's just been pretty on and off with me. Trying to get back on a consistent basis, but, you know, I've just got a lot of things going on on this side of town. Um, you know, that with, um, you know, uh you know, being sick, um, more recently than, than, uh, not, you know, it's just been, it's just been a little weird. So, you know, but we're in a driver's seat today. We're going to go ahead and handle it, uh, and give you guys everything that you're waiting for, which is more of the greatness. So let's jump right in. Um, <clears throat> so firstly, we're going to talk about how you doing. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are doing all right. Um, I'm doing better. Um, you know, again, I just hope that I could, get back on a consistent basis with the podcast. It's just been, it's been an uphill battle, um, but we're taking it one day at a time. Um, but outside of that, man, it, I've been doing uh, what people do in the summer, which is chilling and relaxing and really get any chances to go anywhere, but I've been playing some video games. Hopefully you guys have too. Um, what have I been playing? Um, so I've been playing a lot of stuff um, on and off, and it's actually pretty funny because um, I had, so I normally take my um, Steam Deck to the job with me, and uh, <laughs> me and the me and the boss had a had a had a blow up, and and he brought up my he brought he brought up my Steam Deck, and you know just just totally unrelated to the the whole point of the conversation we were having. Um, but I was like, you know what, if, if, if my steam deck, you know, bothers you, you know, that much, I just won't even bring it in here. Like, just like get over yourself. <laughs> like, I don't understand why this is a question. We're talking about something else. Um, so I, so for, for a little while, I wasn't playing much of anything, but I got back, uh, into playing some games, uh, you know, new releases, that were coming out, you know, had me kind of, uh, kind of excited, um, and I started with uh, the Dealfield Chronicle demo. Um, so that's a Square Enix game. They are really gonna rip through um, the rest of 2022 into 2023, and they're gonna just—I mean, they are slamming uh, games out um, as far as what they've been producing and revealing and you know eventually releasing to the public it's just going to be an awesome end of 2022 and beginning of 2023 um and i i i cannot wait until this deal field chronicles come out comes out um you know it's really funny because um i really like i appreciate the wave that square enix has outside of final fantasy you know like i I do appreciate the games that they that they make outside of that property. Um, some more than others. Like I really, really, really enjoyed um, Octopath Traveler. Um, I think Bravely Default is pretty cool. Um, um, and yeah, this this Deal Field Chronicle game. Um, it's really different. It's really different. Um, I got the Triangle Strategy game uh, when that released, and it's not a bad game, <clears throat> but it is 
<clears throat> I think it I think for me it it has a a spike of difficulty that I just it just kind of leaves a bad taste and I just find myself not wanting to try <clears throat> try again upon failing. So you know it's just it's a little weird. Um but with the Deal Field Chronicle as far as the demos concerned I found it quite enjoyable. I mean, because I even remember back when I played the demo of Triangle Strategy, because I know some people might say, well, if, you know, if you'd have tried it before you bought it, you'd have, you'd have known that you would you weren't going to like it. Well, I was I, I was just hopeful that, you know, a full game, I could grasp the concept a bit better because trust me, I was dying and, you know, having to re figure out, you know, my strategy in that game. Um Hence the name Triangle Strategy, um, but with Deal Field Chronicle, it, it's it's such a different approach. So it's still a tactical uh, role playing game, but the difference being that it's um, it's not grid based. And <clears throat> I was speaking to a friend, and I was telling them like I I don't really know many strategy rpgs without grids and he he went through a list of them and uh oddly enough i hadn't played any of the ones that he had mentioned but um <clears throat> but i really i really enjoyed the demo for what it did and what it offered um the graphics the graphics are okay i i think i think the in-game graphics um as far as like the character models when they're having dialogue I think they look a little plasticky, <laughs> if that's a word. Um, yeah, they they just they don't look right. But I mean, they got time to polish stuff like that up, so I'm not too worried about it. the The art style, though, as far as like um, as far as like their you know their profile bust, you know, like just their faces and whatever, like it reminds me <clears throat> of. There was there was this game I used to play, um, and it was so funny because it was developed by Mistwalker, which I had. Let me tell you about Mistwalker. I used to have some big dreams for Mistwalker to really um, succeed beyond you know what they offered us in like games like Lost Odyssey um, and other other games. Um, can't remember the other <clears throat> can't remember the other games that they did well anyway they did they did this game on on um on ios um and i can't remember what it was but the art style i remember was very it, it was it had a very distinguished art style and that seems to be the i, I i'm gonna have to look it up because i because i think that's the same artist who did um who did the art for that game um uh for mist walker but yeah it's it, i i just right there i was like oh okay that's a point of nostalgia because i really 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 enjoyed that game back in the day um <clears throat> and the game the game the gameplay is really really cool it's very innovative um like i said it's a tactical strategy game <clears throat> so your point is to take your you know your troops and you basically kind of navigate them around the battlefield as you see fit i mean you can have them all follow each other um you can have you know certain 
uh, members go one way while others go the other. And then there's things out on the field like uh, treasure chest and, um, you know, power ups, you know, things to kind of um, generate uh, a po the point system to get you to doing more <clears throat> devastating attacks. Um, they even have <clears throat> they even have summons in the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, they it's so it what what I really appreciate about that about that demo though is that it it sort of holds your hand a little bit, so it, it gives you a uh, it gives you a a bit of understanding what they're trying to introduce, but they also let you play into the things that you may already know as a seasoned RPG veteran, you know? Um, so, you know, they like right when I got the uh, power to call my summons, they were like, oh, you know, you got enough power to call Bahamut, call him right now and, uh, you know, finish the soldiers on the battlefield. And that's something, now that um, is something that I am really looking forward to them leaning into. I want to see, what different summons uh, they decide to put in the game, you know, because Bahamut is a pretty big Final Fantasy uh, summons and Guardian or Esper or whatever you want to call them. Um, so, you know, and, and it, it, it's almost like a cross-reference into a, you know, a title that has nothing to do with the, you know, with this major IP and, and you know, yeah, they, they, they're, they're using this dragon <clears throat> you know, just kind of as a as a general um, as a general rule of thumb, as far as like big, beefy monsters that that exist, you know, like they can exist across the board, I guess. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they put people put, uh, you know, more monsters like uh, Shiva and, and, you know, like the basic people, Ifrit. Um, uh, who's my water monster? Forgot his name. Dang it! I am just <laughs> Leviathan. There you go. Yeah, uh, Leviathan. So I'm looking to see that they do that. I I, I did get a second summons because I was because I was playing in the demo. The demo hasn't the demo hasn't uh, put me to a point where they're like, thanks for playing. So I'm still um, able to advance. I'm probably leaning on. I'm probably leaning up to the last mission, maybe. But I just got a second summons. Um, think it's called golden horn or something but it's a it's a healing summons it's basically like carnbuckle um from final fantasy so it's like oh come out and you know give you protection and healing and you know and and that sort of thing <clears throat> um but but also the team the 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 troops that you have they're all suited to um different classes and characteristics so you know you got your uh you know you got your swordsman you have your, uh, I, I guess you want to say spear, spearmen, but it's really a horseman. Um, they have, you know, you got a healer, you have an archer, um, and I'm thinking at some point uh, some black mage will become a part of this party. Um, but then it's cool because you can you can have um, you can have certain teammates team up. So like. I actually because I actually have two swordsmen and like one's younger and then one's like I, I think he's like the main character. So like I'm I have the younger um, swordsman coupled with, you know, my main character. Now, I don't know by what attributes that improves their play or or 
whatever i like i don't know i i i want to kind of test it out and see but i think it will be interesting because like if you put a swordsman with the healer then that just kind of you know uh you know you 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 run a better shot at not having your healer die if they happen to be on the front lines because they're they got protection from the swordsman so you know it's it's things i'm i'm interested in playing with and i i can't wait i think the game comes out in september i think it's september 22nd um so yeah i'm excited I'm, i'm really excited for that one um also been playing some axiom verge 2 um <clears throat> i'm a i i don't know because i'm a little confused i guess the game had already come out i think it came out on on uh major consoles but it hadn't come out on steam yet um so it dropped on steam on the 11th and yeah it's more axiom verge and i actually so <laughs> it's really funny because like i like the original axiom verge and i think a lot of people that I know enjoyed Axiom Verge because it was it was what they were begging for in the response of not having a proper Metroid game for so long. And, you know, this the you know the the, the creator of Axiom Verge, he really came in at a at a very good time to deliver upon, you know, people's need for this game. And, you know, since since the first Axiom Verge, I mean, we've we've gotten Metroid Dread and, you know, there's been other Metroidvania type games that have released. Um, But, you know, that didn't negate them uh, from releasing Axiom Verge 2. And I, I would say that if you were a fan of the first one, that you should definitely pick this one up because it in a lot of ways it is very familiar but i think that i think this one is is a little more interesting um you you you're i'm playing as uh, a female protagonist this time and as far as i can tell like she so so there's still like the weirdness that's going on and the kind of other world type uh situation you know like like I don't I don't know if she died in the real world or whatever but you know like it th- there was a point where it just kind of flipped over and now she's talking to these ancient deities and they're giving her powers and you know the powers are kind of uh you know kind of tacked into uh technology and it's like she's able to hack stuff and all this other just really 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 cool stuff and I I like it. I really do. I I really really like it. I was actually talking about talking about it on social media yesterday because you know, and it's been it's it's so few times that this happens cuz like take a game like Bloodstained, right? Like I love Bloodstained. I think it's an awesome game. Um but I I I never felt an aha moment when I defeated a boss or I got a particular uh uh you know ability to get me from one point of the castle to the other like i really didn't feel like aha i felt like okay now we're improving but you know there was there was nothing more than that but with axiom verge is so different because it's like you know like you 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 get you get these abilities that allow you to do certain things and then those certain things just just have a devastating impact on 
how you interact with the environment overall. So like I like well, not not really spoiling anything, but th- but you get this you get this ability where you can you can explode yourself. You can explode yourself and it causes shockwaves, right? Um and it's pretty cool and 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 what I really like about the game is every, everything uh everything cost and you can hack stuff and and depending on, you know, depending on what you hack, it you know, costs a certain amount of i guess you want to call it mp um or technology points i don't know what you want to call it but you know it all costs so um there there was a point where i was uh i had ran into this i guess you want to call it a boss um because it was big and it looked mean and you know i'm like okay i think i have to take that down but what i really really liked about the boss encounter too was that it wasn't like the traditional um metroidvania style where you walk into a room and then the room locks and and you know you have to you know fight it out with this monster like no it these monsters are actually in the world you know like it they're in the mapping of the world and it is actually your choice on whether you engage them or not because you can totally not and i decided to engage this one particular boss and and it was so funny because I couldn't understand how to do anything. I was like, yo, like, like I was trying to melee attack it. I was trying to range attack it. I was trying to hack it. I was trying everything that I could. And, and just I I wasn't improving and I was feeling really, really bad. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to beat this thing and i just might want to focus on exploring or maybe there's something that i need you know maybe maybe like a true metroidvania there's something on the opposite end of the of the map that i need in order to come back and actually you know beat this boss but no i had everything that i needed i had everything that i needed um you know and once i figured how to engage the environment with my abilities, with the boss, and it all just kind of figured in together. And then I took the boss down. It was like, it was the most hair raising moment in in a long time. It was, it felt really good to see that boss fall. And I, I was just like, whoa, I cannot believe that I literally racked my brain for a way to do what I just did. And I literally won with a thought out processed plan. It was so cool. It was so cool. So yeah, I, I'm having fun with the game. I think, um, I think it's going to be a big deal for me, uh, for a while. I, you know, usually with Metroidvania especially when they, when I get into the groove of like getting all the abilities and, and, you know, powering up my character and stuff. Then I think once, you know, once I have a good grasp on that, then I start to get into the whole, uh, you know, completionist process, um, you know, like getting that hundred percent of the map, just all everything exposed. And, you know, like, you know, like that, that's, that, that will become, that will become a priority, but at this moment it's not, it's like right now, I just feel like I'm still trying to figure where I can go, where I can't go, um, where I should or should not go. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a lot. It is a lot, um, you know, like I, I got to this one area where I feel like I am stuck 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm literally going to leave this area and I'm just going to go back to the beginning and then start again. Like not start the game over. I'm just going to I'm going to walk myself back to the very beginning and then I'm just going to, you know, take a different route or a different path or whatever I see on my map where it looks like I haven't been because I'm going to try an attempt to trigger something else you know like that that's pretty much where i'm at but the game is fun um i can't wait to get more into it i'll probably play a little bit after um i'm done here but yeah um also been playing some visage or visage i don't know how to pronounce it um stead horror game on pc um you know it's so funny because i think i mentioned this on a show before and to be quite honest, like I bought this game. I've, I've bought, I've purchased two horror games and got one horror demo and I refuse to play them all because they're just like, it, it's so funny because like I will, I will easily get on YouTube and watch people get scared, you know, to the point of like crying. Like I, I can sit there and watch that stuff all day, but then I won't subject myself to that same torture but i'm like nah you got to you bought this game you i was really into uh visage i, I really 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 do want to play that game because i think there i think it has an interesting premise i think it's probably the closest to what i would figure silent hill pt would have been um and and i'm excited for that so i did play a little bit yesterday um i'm probably going to end up starting that game over from from the beginning um because you know it, it's it's one of those titles that you you really have to keep on to it um because if you you know if you take a break and then you come back you're just you you know you're not going to know where you are plot wise uh inventory wise like i like i went looked at my inventory yesterday and i have four bottles of pills uh which pills are something you're supposed to take in the game to help your sanity um but i got four bottles of them i have a light bulb and i have a lighter and a uh digital camera and it's just like yo i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing with any of this and i actually finally got my first well it wasn't really a jump scare but you know, like one, once the, cause the whole thing in Visage is like, once your mental starts going, then crazy stuff starts happening, you know, like lights start flickering and things, you know, you start seeing stuff and like that happened. And I just literally stood there. I was just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm dead. I'm like, I, like I'm trying, I'm trying to pick up where I left off, but I'm clearly not getting anywhere closer than I probably would have been if I didn't stop playing. And yeah, I'm just going to take this L and, you know, uh, the death scenes are the death scenes are pretty vicious, though. I got to say that. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see because there um, there is a chapter for every member of your family. And right now, I believe I am doing the daughter's chapter. I think I'm doing her chapter. Um yeah, because I remember when I started it, I went in her bedroom and there was something about a teddy bear that was in one area, but then it wasn't 
and then you know hearing whispers and laughing and this that and the third i'm like dude this this sucks <laughs> this really really sucks um but I'm, I'm i'm i gotta i gotta really you know muster up some courage and continue to play that game the other uh scary game that i got i think it's called ghost whispers or something like that um it's it's a ghost hunting game and it's super funny because like i bought it with a friend of mine with the with the intention to play and i think we both just kind of chickened out <laughs> like i i and i went to go play it by myself actually for a little while and i was like yep nope can't do that one not at all um that's almost worse than visage because like to me it like if 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 the ghosts that are haunting me are ghosts of my own memory then i can handle that a little better because it's kind of like you know you're you know like again like being haunted by the daughter um by the, you know by his daughter in visage it's like you know you're paying the price for your sins but just in a random house with random ghosts yeah i'm not doing all that so um but i think you could play that one up to like four players so it would be exciting if i was able to get a full party going and you know we get all the ghostbuster stuff i mean they have they have all this like i think the the premise of the game is like depending on the ghost only certain items will work so like you only bring a ouija board for i don't know like communication if, if a ghost is trying to say something um if they're just trying to straight up kill you you want to bring the crucifix you know it's like it's it's different it's different causes for the different items that they have and they have a ton of them um but yeah like you you like one person can only take i think like three things so you know it would behoove you to have a full team of people so that you can make sure that you have everything covered as far as what you may possibly need in the house because you know if you don't have it you want to make sure somebody does and you know they they help you out so um and then the uh, the third game um is more of a demo um which is actually really popular online right now is uh the mortuary's assistant and yeah that one i'm probably not gonna play uh for much longer because that's just out of control scary um you, you obviously you you are a mortician <clears throat> or the mortician's assistant and um you know you're tasked with finishing up with these bodies um and you know you got to do crazy stuff like you know examine the bodies and in examining the bodies crazy stuff starts happening like i was telling uh my coworker the other day i said you know i was playing this game and i i did all the examining on the body and i went to go put the information into the computer and then all of a sudden every single cabinet and drawer in that room opened with a with a loud boom and i'm just and it scared me so bad and i'm like why did that happen why does this need to happen <laughs> i'm done and this game has like monsters and spirits and all this other stuff and they haven't even come out yet this was just drawers and stuff just opening so i yeah i don't think i can handle that one um but yeah uh visage i'm definitely gonna gonna push myself through i i've never imagined a game being scarier than like silent hill but i think i think the thing that scares me the most about visage is that i don't really understand you know myself as a character and 
the motivations of the spirits that are coming after him. Like you clearly see what he does at the beginning of the game, but it's kind of like, why did he do it? You know? So um, maybe within the context of uh, the game, I'll get my answers, but you know, I I have to be, stop being a chicken and actually play. Um, (laughs) But moving on, I I had a really, really important question um, that I wanted to ask because this is the season where, uh, the annual releases like Call of Duty and your NBA and NFL games are coming out. And my question is, why do people still pay for these annual releases? And hear me out, because basically the way I see it, and I and I've 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 been on this I've been on this for a long time because I, I feel like there's nothing much different from the last offering. You mostly in the sports games, I feel this way. I feel like the sports games, they like so the big thing in the NBA and the NFL offerings are the is the gritty. Oh, you're gonna be able to do the gritty. Who cares? It's a stupid dance. Like what are you what are you doing to improve the gameplay? to you know to make this a bigger offering than the last game you put out and they charged they charged so much for these games and you know like i used to be one of those people that you know i used to buy these games too but i think when i was buying them i more i more or less did it based on who was on the cover like i know i definitely got you know, uh, Madden when Ray Lewis was on the cover. I definitely got Madden when Brett Favre was on the cover. I definitely got Madden when Tom Brady was on the cover. I got it when Gronk was on the cover. I got it when Megatron was on the cover. But short of doing all that, it's like, what's really what's really changing in these games? And I've been, you know, like I've been advocating for one thing. I think that these games need to stop playing with people's money, playing with people's pockets. Because, again, these games ain't looking no better than the last time, the last one you played. You know, if you put, you know, 23 is coming out soon, you put it next to 22, it's going to look exactly the same. The games are going to look exactly the same. NBA or NFL, they're going to look exactly the same. You know, the only the I, I think in the respect uh, in the respect of like the NBA stuff, I think they have a different spin because they like to do the um they like to do like story modes and, and stuff like that. So, like, I think this I think this year they're focusing on um on Jordan. So they're f- focusing on all the greatness of Michael Jordan, which is cool. Um, greatest NBA basketball player ever right arguably um but to me i think he's the greatest basketball player of all time um but you know short of that if it comes to the normal gameplay aside from that that side offering what is different you might be saying like oh it's the roster yeah but they could just update you with the roster and that was my point I'd be I'd be better off if you gave me 
If you gave me a new, give me a new game every five years, because I feel like that is the interval that technology changes and you, you know, because because here's the thing. What Again, what are they going to improve upon in the next five to ten years on PS5 and Series X to make those games better? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because because the technology in those systems is not going to change. They're going to stay right there. So it's nothing that they're going to do going forward that's going to change other than the rosters. I'm telling you. And I and I would much rather spend. Thirty dollars. Annually. For a roster update. And just keep me locked into the integrity of the game you you release every five years. I don't need I don't need the same exact game for sixty seventy dollars with the with the bonus of a of a mode and a dance doesn't make sense to me call of duty has done they <laughs> call of duty has done so much as far as what what they have presented the game to be that they started in world war ii got all the way up to advanced advanced war went back to world war ii and now they are just rebooting the whole series all over again so now we got modern warfare 2 which modern warfare 2 was already a thing so now you got to say modern warfare 2 i think it came out in 2002 and then you got 2022 and it's like what are, what are they doing different what what's what exactly is you know um activision doing different that constitutes for them to have these releases now i will say they actually have a caveat that i can stand by because they have you know like the whole agreement between them uh in uh, infinity ward um you know being the primary and then treyarch being the subsidiary subsidiary which a lot of times they have had the better game i think more people are interested in playing black ops than people are interested in playing proper call of duty and i'm just being honest i mean because to be quite honest i prefer black ops over regular call of duty that's just that's just facts but I, I just but I don't really understand why we get locked in as consumers to things that just don't change very much. You know, they like with the Call of Duty games, it's like they're 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 stressing less about campaigns and emphasizing more on multiplayer which yeah okay i get it you know like that's that's where the money is that's where the primary investment is that's where you're going to you know really cash in on all of the all of the development but again like is there anything changing 
Not really. I don't I don't think so. And speaking of multiplayer, you know, I was uh I was online uh the other day and I was looking at um someone on Twitter and they were talking about how they recently got banned uh for a set number of days because they were uh quote unquote being evil. <laughs> you know, being evil online. And um you know it the question well the question truly is like okay well what exactly happened but aside from that like do we have civil discourse anymore like is there is there a such thing as just being polite like i think i think people i think people lose the understanding of what it is that they're doing ultimately. Cause yeah, like, you know, you're, you know, like you're playing your call of duties or your two K's or your overwatches and you know, your variants and all these other multiplayer games, your apex legends. And the key word is playing like, yeah, it's competitive because everybody wants to win. But if you're not winning, or you don't win, do you have to be an ass about it? Like, like that's the part I don't get. You know, people, people kind of look at it like, oh, you know, it's just trolling. Yeah. But why, like, why be that way? I mean, I look, listen, listen, I'm old school. I came from an era where People played games like I used to play Call of Duty all the time. Matches would start, matches would end. And it was GG's all over the place. Ne you know, never once or or once, you know, you know, once in a blue moon. But it was it wasn't a fact that you had to protect yourself or shield yourself from being verbally attacked. Like why, why can we not just be conversive and not be asses about it? I, I don't, I don't get it. And then people's temperament is so short because of these games that they're playing that when somebody does say something to them, it, it, it's, it's a level of hate or harassment. Everything's harassment today. Like people, that's what I'm saying. Like people can't talk to each other anymore. People can't talk to each other anymore because it's, it's all harassment. I don't even understand why people buy gaming headsets anymore. Most people are are muted. Most people don't even turn on their microphone. I was actually looking at a gaming headset um, uh, the other day ago. And I literally said to myself, why are you looking at gaming headsets? You're not going to talk to anybody. Nobody's going to talk to you. 
you'd be better off just getting, you know, wireless headphones and just immersing yourself in the experience of the game. But don't worry about talking because people don't talk anymore. And when, excuse me, and when they do, you know, again, there's a level of caution that has to be uh, prepared because you just don't know where people are coming from. You just don't know what people are going to say. And I think, I think, you know, my opinion is that we just have to stop being so sensitive and so judgmental. I think that we have to be able to accept that we're not going to win every game. We're definitely not going to win every debate. And even if we, even if we stand firm and, whatever our belief is like at least have the power to listen have the power to just listen I, I don't think enough people listen i think everybody wants to be heard but nobody wants to listen i mean that's my view i don't know so um i think that's probably going to be the episode today we'll come back next week i promise give you guys more of the greatness um and yeah you guys can hit me up uh on twitter more m-o-o-r-e-t-a podcast and we can uh talk about some things talk about uh some new games actually verge if you want um tell me what the scariest game that you've played have you tried out the deal field chronicle demo do you plan on picking it up um what's your thought on these uh games that release annually that seem like they never change um and yeah do you do you have issues speaking to people online do you think that civil discourse is dead um do you have a solution to how people can become better when communicating you know uh through the medium of gaming and even beyond that like just even like just talking on twitter or social media overall like what what is a better way for people to like have conversation and not be so offended or offensive? Love to hear your thoughts. You guys again can can hit me up on Twitter. They're always talking to the masses because you guys matter, and I like to listen. But that being said, you guys already know the deal. I'm out of here. Got to drink some coffee and wash some clothes. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna do. Um, hopefully you got some clothes done while you listen to this podcast. Um, but now I have to go and do my part. So until we meet again, guys, you already know the deal. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time. Bye guys.